Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
really has made a massive difference in my life just a few days ago you know i was listening to dr sean's segment and it really helped to clear my mind i was having a bad day but you know bounced back quite quickly and that is really all thanks to this amazing room and i'm really glad to be able to contribute back to this community um, uh, during this early morning segment the formula for unlocking wealth in 2022 and beyond i'm going to be bringing to you another health and longevity related content because you know if you want to build and keep wealth you know i um had my fair share of contribution contribution to um you know i guess the financial markets i guess you know during my 14 years of career on wall street and i think you know in order to build and keep wealth you need to be in the game right over the longer term and you know uh if you only look at the returns of someone over six months a year you really don't see the full picture they need to at least go through one cycle right uh, a fed cycle or one uh you know have seen a crisis to really know um whether they can trade or not so um you need to have the drive and the skills right and the grit and the longevity because building wealth is not just about getting rich fast although that is pretty nice but it is also about um if not more about sustaining and compounding right your wealth over time and very much like how we build and sustain our health so we shall talk more on that um, in today's segment and as for me i am an entrepreneur now as i mentioned i left wall street where i worked uh, for 14 years as a professional trader and uh, i started uh, my own medical ai business in 2019 and the focus of our deep tech ai powered research is on longevity so if you're looking for longevity related content similar to the one i'm going to be delivering uh, if you want to uh, listen to these um, in your own time please feel free to check out my 10k cards that i pinned on top i think this is the probably the only time that i have remembered to pin my card up there um, and i also have a youtube channel now called snow hill tech um, which uh, was started just over five months ago i believe and that was my 2022 new year's plan you're very warmly invited <laughs> to check out the videos there as well now ever since um, back in February, uh, when I start, uh, first talked about on this very stage, it was, you know, more of a segment about spirituality, but um, I also talked about the importance of paying attention to our bodies as part of our spirituality during my segment. And I have received so many messages from friends in this room, and we had lots of interesting and fruitful conversations since then. And I want to thank everyone who has messaged me with words of encouragement week in, week out. Out, as well as future topics do let me know what content you would love for me to cover going forward and again for those of you who, who have not heard from me before i love talking about the financial markets and artificial intelligence especially its application in the medical and investment fields as well as web3 so feel free to check out some of the replays i have saved on these topics at the bottom part of my bio um, pretty much anything outside of breakfast with champions would be um you know basically replaced um, on these other topics and uh, i would love to hear your thoughts it really means a lot to me when i see the replay numbers sometimes go up from day to day right even when those rooms i know took place you know weeks or months back and it's really 
keeps me motivated, right? Makes me feel purposeful um, as I really tried to build content that can stay relevant for people over longer periods of time. So anyways, all of these topics that I mentioned just now, they are available for you in the future for this particular segment that I do here on Friday morning. And as I always say, these are all on the early Friday breakfast menu for all of you to choose from. Now, during my last segment, Dr. Vince, uh, who uh, is also modded here, my co-founder at uh, Snow Hill Science and myself, we talked about exercise especially zone two exercise. We talked about what is zone two and why is it important for longevity. And in fact, we look at longevity as a whole. When we do that, there are definitely a few key themes that comes to my mind that I regard as super important. Things like lifestyle, diet, exercise, and sleep. It is important to know how these can impact our health span. And as I mentioned during my last segment, I recently had a DEXA scan, so I thought it would be beneficial to my friends in the room today to talk about another component that is related to the DEXA that contributes to longevity and therefore important for us to pay attention to and manage in our pursuit of longevity, and that is fat. I did a room a few days ago about this topic. It was a short room, but we still had over a thousand people joining. But unfortunately, there was a technical uh, glitch. I was not able to save the replay for it. So, you know, I will try to recap as much as I can here on this same topic. So when we talk about fat, what most people think of is that fat is a lump of tissue, right? And, and it sits around in your body and that fat is used for storage of energy. I learned that in school. And the body has access to fat whenever and to those energy, whenever the body needs it. It is kind of true, but in fact, this is only a very basic understanding of fat. Fat is in reality a very dynamic organ. It is in constant communication with the rest of our body and its various systems. So just like, you know, gut microbiome, uh, which we now think of as like an organ in itself, right? We've had various rooms uh, on Clubhouse talking about gut microbiome. And we should also in the same way view fat as an organ in itself, because we now know that there is constant communication between fat and the rest of our body. So when it comes to measuring fat, there is an important point I want to make, and I hope you will remember after this segment, we can no longer count or measure fat just based on our weight or just based on our BMI, our body mass index because purely looking at fat or BMI doesn't really make sense in a couple of ways. First of all, you can be somebody who is quite muscular and actually has very little fat, but the said person can have a high BMI because most of that person's weight is muscle. But is that person fat? No, of course not. And secondly, although your weight or your BMI can give you some idea of whether you 
、uh, have too much fat or not. But it doesn't tell you the whole picture. More specifically, it doesn't tell you how much of the bad fat you have and where are they located. So, in fact, where the fat is located is a critically important piece of information to know about your health, and you can't know that with just a simple weighing machine. And maybe let's take a look at the specifics of fat in terms of its location. There are actually fat in different areas of your body. The usual area that we know of, right, or that we think of,、uh, of fat is in the subcutaneous tissue, which is the fat that sits just under your skin. This is actually where most of your fat is stored. That is correct, but this is not really the most important area of concern. What we should be paying attention to instead is inside of your body, something that the doctors call the visceral fat, which is located in the body cavity beneath the abdominal muscles. Which is now emerging as a really important biomarker that people have now started talking about. In general, visceral fat accounts to up to twenty percent of total fat in men, and around five to eight percent of total fat in women. And it is important to know if you have increased levels of visceral fat, because if you do, you are more likely to develop conditions like metabolic syndrome. And these are conditions, conditions、uh, like insulin resistance, like type two diabetes,、um, and fatty liver disease, just to name a few、uh, horrifying examples. Now, we are learning that the mechanisms of how visceral fat causes metabolic syndrome, and it might be through some communications with the organs. And one particularly important organ is your liver. Essentially, you can imagine that this visceral fat actually wraps around your internal organs, like your liver, and they already physically form a very close relationship with these organs. And the thinking behind that is that there is inflammation that is occurring at very low levels in the fat, and that gets transmitted into your organs, for example, to your liver. And one important factor we know that contributes to this is the fact that many small blood vessels inside these visceral fat actually they drain via the portal veins, which is a major vessel that goes directly into the liver. And this could be how the communications are taking place. We also now know that fat cells act as an endocrine organ. Because it's able to secrete a variety of substances, and they cause multiple effects at both the local level as well as the systemic levels in your body, and these can have a role to play in your body weight homeostasis, but also it can contribute to inflammation, insulin resistance, diabetes, atherosclerosis, and Even some forms of cancer. Now back to the location of the fat that I mentioned earlier. That where fat is being stored is really important for us to know because scientists now have、uh, come to the realization that fat can be stored 
abnormally in organs or around our organs, and these are the so-called eptopic fat. This means that fat can be stored in other sites that normally contain only small amount, such as the liver, muscle, the heart, and the pancreas. So fat in the liver, I want to mention also, because it is in, you know, it's becoming increasingly recognized as an important site of fat storage, and it contributes to downstream developments of fatty disease, which ultimately, if left untreated, it will lead to liver failure. We see a growing number of cases now, particularly in the developed world, with the growing epidemic of obesity and metabolic syndrome, fatty liver disease has become the most common cause of chronic liver disease worldwide. It has overtaken alcoholic liver disease and hepatitis in some parts of the world as the leading cause of liver failure. So this is a real problem. Let me just drink some water. Now, another emerging idea that is now important is fat around your heart also known as the pericardial fat. Sorry, I had to cough there. Researchers now have shown that the more fat you have around your heart, the more chance you will develop heart attack and heart failure. And in a paper that was published in the Journal of American College of Cardiology just last year, it has shown that women with more uh, pericardial fat were twice as likely to develop uh, heart failure, while men were 50% more likely than their peers with less pericardial fat to develop heart failure, according to the data. Sorry about that. So 200%, okay, for women and 50% for men. And this was true even after adjusting for other lifestyle factors that we think about, right? We think it is because of smoking or alcohol use or lack of exercise. No, this result is after adjusting for all of these. I really didn't expect these results when I saw it. And it has shown that for some individuals, you can have a high pericardial fat even with a normal BMI. And this piece of research was really an eye-opener for me. So for me now, personally, the key challenge would be this. How do we measure these fat areas? Because there is no easy answer to this question. Sure, you can say that. Yeah, well, I heard this can be measured very accurately you know, using CTs as well as MRI scans. But of course, we're not really going to get people to go and get a CT or get an MRI just to measure fat, are we? But then I discovered that for liver fat, at least you can do something called a fibro scan, which can be performed quite quickly using technology that is very similar to ultrasound. But still, you have to go to a specialist clinic to have these kind of tests done. So I really wished there was a weighing machine that you can just hop on and get these things measured accurately. There is quite a lot of interest now, I must say, in looking at body composition, at fat, and also fat storage sites, which I think is a huge improvement to what we used to measure. As a longevity startup company, we are- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. 
Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Actually, looking at ways to make this more commercializable and more accessible to the average person, we are also trying to make assessment of visceral fat more accurate and more accessible as well. So, as far as testing goes, I do want to talk a little bit about the DEXA scan that I recently had myself that I talked about because I really think that DEXA is underutilized, not just in the context of fat assessment, but also as a great way of getting information on your muscle and on your bones as well. And more specifically, you can get information on your lean muscle mass, your bone density, which can also give you more precise snapshots, right, of where you are health-wise, as well as uh, your visceral fat percentage. And beyond fat, obviously, we need to mention through the lens of longevity, which uh, if you're a regular listener, you might know that this is something our startup really cares about. There are also other components like muscle and bones, uh, which are important measurements. And uh, these are really something you can work on, right, to improve, particularly from an intervention st uh, standpoint. We know from a longevity perspective that these aspects are also super important. And I want to make one more point before we close, and that is, of course, if you're someone who is overweight, it is imperative that you address that. And in that case, we, we know there is something tangible there, right, to intervene. But even if you're not overweight, which I think might be most of you in the audience, given you know how I know so many of you have been talking to me about how to eat healthy and how to form great habits of working out daily. Now, a friend of mine, for example, in his early 40s, he has a normal BMI, but he actually just realized he has increased levels of visceral fat. And you need to address that, even if you don't yet have any of these diseases. Because if you want to live well into your 60s and 70s, and hopefully way beyond that, and be healthy, and be able to enjoy life at that age, you need to do some serious health and wellness optimization right now. People have this preconception that when we get old, we just have to be super weak and uh, so on, and uh, that it is kind of inevitable. But actually my belief and our startup company's vision is that it is not necessarily the case. We can hack our way there using science-based approach, using data so that we can live well and live long. But you really need to start somewhere. You really need to start as early as you can to take your health seriously. And it is not just a thing that you do occasionally, you know, not just once a year before you go and give your blood samples, you know, before you do your checkups, you kind of spend some time being healthy. No, it's not like that. It's going to be the little things that you do consistently that compounds over the decades, you know, just like how you build wealth. And that will really, in the end, make a huge impact. And uh, what we talked about today, you know, weight management and more specifically visceral fat management is one of those very important pillars you need to start focusing on. So for us, 
for our company, it is not just that we want people to have a healthy weight. We also want people to have a healthy or normal visceral fat level. We also want people to have healthy liver fat levels. We also want people to have healthy pericardial fat levels. These are different sets of measurements, which I believe we can aim for, particularly if you want to optimize your wealth and live long. It is not enough to just just assess yourself on weight alone. So to summarize, we need to know precisely how much of the bad fat we have. They are called visceral fat. And also if we have any ectopic fat, such as fat in your liver. It is not just about maintaining a healthy weight, but rather we need to focus on the location and know precisely where these so-called bad fats are. And that's what I hope you can take away from our segment today. And that's it for today's talk about fat. And I hope from this segment, you now know a little bit more you know, information uh, in your uh, longevity pursuit that you can act upon. And as some of you might know, the reason why I give these talks is to improve longevity equity. So I call these series Longevity for All. And I hope if you have found my content somewhat useful, you can spread the word for this mission of mine, tell people they can find me on social media and get access to these latest developments in the longevity space for free. And anyways, I do want to, I see that it's 5.22. I do want to leave some time for Q&A today because Dr. Vince, my co-founder at Snow Hill Science is here as well. And he's getting super keen (laughs) at taking questions, I hope. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. And with that, I will yield the mic. And Dr. Vince and I would love to get some shares, responses, questions, you know, from the people on the stage. If you want to ask anything about what we talked about in previous segments as well, you know, on longevity in general, on fasting, sleep, exercise, and of course, welcome to talk about today's topic, fat. So if you have a share, I see Monica has a share, please flash your mic and then Dominique and then Rocky. Um, and we'll go with these three uh, amazing friends first. Over to you. Good morning, champions. This is Monica in the turquoise ring. I would love if uh, you or Dr. Vince would touch on the importance between um, waist to height ratio and longevity because we now know pretty scientifically um, that waist to height ratio is a much better predictor of longevity and overall health than BMI because BMI can be so skewed based on heavy muscle composition and uh, waist to height ratio is a much more accurate predictor. Can, Can you or Dr. Vince expand on that? Thank you. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Maybe I can take that one. So absolutely correct. And um, I remember reading a paper recently on this exact topic. Um, you're absolutely right. So the, the waist to height ratio is, is a much better estimate. And it's something that is, um, you know, easier to easy, easy to do, right? And, and, you know, so so you don't have to have a fancy machine, you can just measure your your waist and height. And, and it's basically, it is like a proxy for measuring visceral, um, visceral fat as well, basically. So because if you have more sort of visceral fat, um, you're going to have a, a higher kind of, a, you know, waist, waist to height um, um, ratio. Um, but what I would say is, um, it's it's definitely more accurate. I think it's been shown, people have looked at this, than, um, than your BMI, for sure. Um, and the other thing I would say is that, um, um, what it doesn't discriminate, though, is um, sometimes 
you know, difference between how much um, you know, subcutaneous fat you have versus the visceral fat. So in some people, they have uh, subcutaneous fat, which is a fat just under your skin, around your, your belly area, but not inside your, your body cavity. Um, it's been shown that actually the, the subcutaneous fat is not um, necessarily harmful. In fact, in some people, it might be beneficial to have more subcutaneous fat because basically in some people, they their body, for, for, for whatever reasons, they tend to store fat in the subcutaneous you know, space rather than the visceral space. And therefore, actually, you, you sort of mitigate the, the risk of having um, you know, more visceral fat. But if you, if you have that logic, actually, your waste can still be you know, increased, but just in, in, a, in, 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 the, in a different area. Um, so, so it doesn't necessarily differentiate from that. But I think, yes, for sure, the, the waste high ratio has been shown scientifically that it is a better measure than, than something like BMI. And it's, it's, good, it's a good test. It's, it's something that's easy to do and, and you know, anyone can do, basically. Yeah. Great, thank you so much, Monica, for this amazing question. Your, your questions are always uh, leading to some really great information that everyone can benefit from. So really appreciate you. I think it was Dominic next, right? Over to you, dear. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jan. Excellent, excellent presentation. I really appreciate it. I, my question is on reversing arterial or, or like plaque, you know, uh, is, is any of it reversible? Right. So this is talking specifically on um, the, the, the topic of atherosclerosis. Um, so the... Um, I think the short answer is probably not um, fully. I, I know that, um, so, so generally what happens with plaques is that um, it starts off with, you know, uh, this kind of low density fat kind of deposits within your vessels. And then over time, um, the reaction, you know, with, with the various kind of um, the body like macrophages and then kind of starts to eat it up and then it become calcified and hardened. So initially it's like quite soft and then it hardens over time. And then, and then you, you, your vessels can become harder as a result. Um, actually, what people think um, when it come when it becomes hardened, it's not necessarily a bad thing as long as it's stable, and it doesn't sort of narrow the the vessels that much. So, so actually, you know, you don't need to get rid of the of the, the hardened bit of the vessels. It's um, as long as it's not causing significant narrowing of the vessel. And sometimes what happens is that when it's hardened, it actually pushes the outside the vessel so actually the, the actual lumen is not necessarily narrow to the same extent so it's not necessarily um, harmful um, now I know that there are some recent studies that have shown that actually you can reverse you know the plaques the formation and so on as well um, but I think at the moment that there's no real um, you know all those tangible drugs way that can actually reverse that process Okay, thank you so much, Dominique, yes. <laughs> for the question. Yeah, if you have any follow-up question, feel free to DM me. I think, you know, we're connected anyway. So thank you so much. And I think Rocky was flashing her mic as well. Over to you, Rocky. Good morning, Yan. And I love when you educate us about um, our health and, and fat. So I'm just going to ask the question that everybody wants to know is how do we lose this fat if it's in so many different areas? I know from per personal experience, I've been doing everything I feel is right, clean eating, exercise, and it just seems impossible depending on the certain area and your size and stuff like that. So 
through all of this exercising, sometimes I do want to give up and go into certain things like cryo fat freezing and all this lipo stuff. And this these new modern equipment does that stuff actually work? And if not, what is something that we can do to start the process of minimizing this fat around our organs? Yeah, so this is a great question, and actually, um, there, there, there are probably no no answers that fits everyone. Everybody is slightly different at different kind of stages in you know in, in their kind of uh you know uh, in their kind of metabolic states if you like um what I, what i would um sort of maybe recommend um for maybe for you to kind of explore more and maybe perhaps maybe yen we can do maybe a, a, a segment on this as well as um because we, we did touch about this on, on the zone two training and to to basically improve your metabolic health um so this is a very um unique exercise method that basically training at low low levels of you know exertion so your heart rate kind of raises a little bit you're just about able to hold a conversation but you're not like completely out of breath um what it does is actually it trains your 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 body metabolic states to switch from you know some people are in this metabolic inflexibility state so so actually your body doesn't want to lose fat your body kind of utilizes glucose instead most of the time and is very inefficient, right? So we want to switch that back to to a metabolic kind of flexible state where your body sort of utilizes you know fat as fuel first primarily. So so you know over this kind of surgery training actually that improves that process and over time your body can then you know use fat more to burn as opposed to to glucose or, or, or carbohydrate which is uh you know when you become kind of inflexible that that's your body tends to go to because that's a fast one so yeah so i would kind of explore that side of thing as well um yeah and happy to connect and um, answer any more questions on this maybe later on but i think we'll run out of time yeah thanks yeah, thank you so much, Rocky, for that question. We can indeed uh, do another segment. Um, I think uh, everyone would be uh, quite interested as well. Um, so uh, appreciate everyone. And uh, we will be, uh, especially for those of you who are not on stage yet, so we will be checking through the Instagram and uh, uh, Twitter DMs, um, as well as room chat surely. And uh, I will see what topics that you would also prefer from us for the next time. But that's it for today, because, you know, coming up next, we've got um, the amazing Mr. Justin here. And uh, I'm super excited as I pass the mic to you, Justin. You're always, you know, coming to this room and uh, with such powerful segments. I love your IG as well, guys. You know, do go over there and uh, take a look at, um, you know, the reels that uh, Mr. Justin is doing. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.